You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Uh, I get, I understand, and I totally appreciate you cannot possibly fence off every waterway in the country. Imagine you've been hiking for hours through glorious backcountry to come across the crest of a hill and in the near distance spy a beautiful alpine lake surrounded by a wire fence with all sorts of health and safety warnings. That would not be the experience you'd be after. Homeowners who have a water feature or a swimming pool in their backyard are required to comply with rigorous regulations around the fencing of their pools. If a tree is too close to a fence or a wall, there are consequences, adjustments must be made, I know this from personal experience, and the regulations are policed by the local councils, fines and remedial work must be undertaken if anything at all is found to be in breach of the regulations. Fair enough. Our death by swimming pool drownings of children was horrific up until the late 80s, and the regulations were introduced. They have dropped off a cliff since then. Water is a magnet for small children who are too little to understand the dangers. And yes, parents need to keep an eye on their children, but it only takes a moment's inattention for a child to drown. And anybody who can say hand on heart, they have never for a moment deviated in their watchfulness of their children as a far better parent than I. It's also a little creepy if you have never taken your eyes off your children. I just don't think it's possible. So, as I say, since the strict swimming pool fencing regulations were introduced back in the 80s, the number of children drowning in home swimming pools has dropped dramatically, making the backyard bureaucracy worth it. The beaches, rivers, lakes, there's an acceptance that they can't possibly be fenced, even in this over-regulated society, and nor indeed should they. But what about a body of water that edges along a thriving hospitality area? Wellington's waterfront is absolutely gorgeous. The mix of public spaces, apartments, hospitality areas makes it a fantastic place to visit and a template for how to do waterfront living. But far too many people are ending up in the harbour with fatal consequences. 2006, 2020, 2023 to uh, 2016, 2015, 2017, 2019, two in 2021. And this year people have ended up, these are the people who have ended up dead after falling into the waterfront for whatever reason. 2006, 15, 16, 17, 19, two in 2021, and now one in 2023, all dead. Three people have been rescued over that time, barely alive. A local skipper who reckons he's pulled several people out of the water over the 15 years he's worked in the harbour says permanent barriers are a no-brainer. Permanent balustrades would have saved every one of those lives. You've got people coming out of bars, clubs, restaurants, concerts, and there they are, right on the slippery wooden waterfront, a space that's shared by people who are on scooters, people who are on bikes, people who are jogging. It's a big public space. And there is nothing other than a small ledge between you and the water. 
Now, of course, with the latest death, voices have been added to calls saying there needs to be something safer along the waterfront. Dave Armstrong, who's a writer and a, a Wellingtonian, he's lived there for years, says he had been, he's been unconvinced that barriers are needed as the waterfront is absolutely beautiful, one of the most beautiful harbours in the world. But he says, as the death toll has mounted, I've started having doubts. A 2016 Wellington Council safety audit recommended the installation of safety barriers, and that was voted down. If some barriers, he argues, if some barriers were quickly erected on the most popular parts of the waterfront, the council could take stock and assess their efficacy, monitor the public reaction, and look at a more long-term solution. There's something beautiful about the sea flowing onto the land and having a connection with the water, having people able to be right up to the water's edge and be a part of the beauty. That mixed living, mixed spaces, fantastic. But at what point do you say... Too many people have died. You know, if this was a, a workplace, if Wellington Waterfront Inc. was a workplace and you'd had deaths in 2006, 2006, 2016, 2017, 2019, 2015, 2020, two and 21 and one in 2023, you'd be shut down if you're a workplace. What do you do? You've visited Wellington. You've walked around areas of Auckland where there is that same level of mixed living where the sea comes right up to the people. You don't seem to have the same problems in Auckland's harbour around the viaduct area. Possibly because there are so many people around there night and day They could spot you if you went in, but you don't even really hear about people going in there. So what is it about Wellington that makes it a draw card for so many people, but also the final destination for so many people? For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.